Welcome to Simply Holy, the podcast for people who want to live a joyful life in Christ. I'm Marge steinhag Fenlon, and I'm super excited to have you here with me today on Simply Holy. And if you're listening to me on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Stritcher, you are listening to me on a brand new platform. That's right. I've just expanded my platform, my reach for my podcast, Simply Holy. So welcome and uh, congratulations. You found me. And those of you who have been following me for some time, come on along, folks. I've got an exciting show for you. Today, I've been thinking a lot about pilgrimage and this idea of making spiritual pilgrimages. You know, a lot of us, it's tough, especially especially with, with the cost of things these days. It's tough to physically go on a pilgrimage, or maybe we just, we don't have time. Maybe it's a time thing, but we can go on pilgrimage in our hearts. We can go on pilgrimage through our reading or listening to this podcast, for example, or any other travel podcasts or, or YouTube shows. But specifically, I want to talk about making Marian pilgrimages. Why in the world would you want to make a Marian pilgrimage? Well, here's the thing. Marian pilgrimage is different from just any other pilgrimage. Because when you make a Marian pilgrimage, you're going to a place that is a special place of grace dedicated to our lady, to the Blessed Virgin Mary. Why would we want to do that? Well, We'd want to do that for this reason, because she's Jesus's mother. That's the very simplistic reason. She's Jesus's mother, and Jesus wants that we get to know her better and that we learn to love her dearly. And so I did that. When I worked on my book, My Queen, My Mother, A Living Novena, A Marian Pilgrimage Across America, I did just that. I traveled to nine different Marian pilgrimage sites across the United States. So I went coast to coast. So east to west, north to south, nine different places spread out over this amazing United States of ours, this country. Why did I do that? Two reasons. The first reason being that I wanted people to recognize these beautiful places dedicated to Mary and to get that hunger to discover these places and many others on their own, because there are places all over our country. Maybe there's maybe there's some in, in your backyard, but they're dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary, and we hardly even know that they're there. And so I wanted I wanted those places to become better known and to really put the bug in the ear of of my readers to to go out and find these these beautiful Marian pilgrimage sites. And and then the other thing was that I wanted people to to fall in love with our country again and realize it's so beautiful and there's so much we have to offer here in the United States. It's a beautiful country and 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 we want to love and cherish our country. And so I wanted to go on pilgrimage through the United States. You know, people go on pilgrimages to Lourdes and Fatima, to Rome, I mean, all over the place. And and that's a good thing. But we don't need to travel abroad just to make 
a pilgrimage that is meaningful and fruitful for our souls. So that was the other thing, to really fall in love with our country and all of these beautiful places. So I set out and, you know, it took me about three years to complete all of these trips. Yeah, about three years. Um, you know, like when I think back, I, I think, wow, that was that was a lot of traveling. Some of the some of the places, some of the nine places I I coupled together in a single trip, but not that many. So it was it was many, many trips back and forth throughout our country. And the places that I chose, I chose very specifically, there were two things. Obviously, it had to be somehow dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. It had to be some kind of a place of grace or his, uh, you know, a, some kind of a history of the Blessed Mother or, or, or a prayerful place. Okay. So that was the first thing, the place of grace. And then the second thing was that it had to, it had to be connected to the history of the United States. There had to be some historical value to each of these places. It had to have bearing on not only the history of the United States, but our Catholic history, which so few people, I think, I personally think too few people know enough about our our Catholic heritage here in the United States. So that was the criteria. And so I set out and and I I picked nine different places and I'm going to give you those nine places. And and then what I'm going to do is one by one in each of the the episodes coming up today and the ensuing eight more episodes each day, I, I'm going to talk about one of those places that I visited. And I'm going to try to take you there as you listen to this podcast. So so the first place I went to is the Shrine of Our Lady of Leche, of La Leche in San Augustine, Florida, the National Shrine of Our Lady of Prompt Secor in New Orleans, Louisiana, St. Mary's Mission and Museum in Stevensville, Montana, the Shrine of Our Lady of Sorrows in Starkenburg, Missouri, Basilica and National Shrine of Our Lady of Consolation in Cary, Ohio, the National Shrine of Our Lady of Good Health in Champion, Wisconsin, the Shrine of Our Lady of Martyrs in Orisville, New York, the House of Mary Shrine in Yankton, South Dakota, and then finally, Our Lady of Peace Shrine in Santa Clara, California. Lots of beautiful places. If you are around any of those nine places, I highly recommend that you check them out. Go there. If you have the ability to travel, go see these places. You can find all of this in my book, My Queen, My Mother, A Living Novena. It's available on Amazon. It's also available on my website, margefenelin.com. And it is available on the Ave Maria Press website. So let's get into our first destination, the Shrine of Our Lady of La Leche in St. Augustine, Florida. And I'd like to share with you what I encountered there. And this is from, this is from the chapter of my book. And I, I want to, I want you to come along with me, please and be there with me because that's how I wrote the book. I wrote it so that the reader could travel with me and really envision that place, whether they had been there before or not, that they could in their mind's eye and heart actually be there. So here's what, here's what I, I encountered. And there was something surprising 
that I discovered there. And this, this, this has to do with American history, not so much Catholic history, but, you know, I had always thought that the very first Thanksgiving happened when the pilgrims landed from the Mayflower and they met with the Native Americans and they helped them to survive, basically. They helped them to survive. They showed them how to grow their own food. And when harvest time came, they had such a plentiful harvest that they had a big and beautiful banquet, which became Thanksgiving, our first Thanksgiving here in the 1600s. Now I find out, as I'm there at Our Lady of La Leche, that there was actually a Thanksgiving way before that. So here's the passage from the book. On September 8th, 1565, the same day the city of St. Augustine was founded, Spanish explorer Pedro Menendez de Aviles landed on the eastern shore of what is now the state of Florida and claimed the site for Spain and the church. Menendez was captain general of the Indies fleet and brought with him colonists and soldiers. He also brought with him a Spanish diocesan priest named Father Francisco Lopez de Mendoza Grajales, the fleet's, the fleet's excuse me, chaplain. Upon landing, Menendez claimed the land and founded Mission de Nombre de Deus. So, Mission in the name of God. And Father Lopez offered a mass of thanksgiving at a makeshift altar on the shore. This was the first Catholic mass ever celebrated on what is now the United States of America. What an amazing thing to be standing right there on the shore of the ocean and and looking at the exact place, standing in, on the exact place that the first Catholic mass ever in the United States was set. Okay, let's go on with the story. After the mass, Pedro Menendez hosted a wonderful feast for his companions and new native friends, the Timoquans. This became the first permanent Christian settlement in our country. The Thanksgiving feast held by Pedro Menendez, his companions, the chaplain, and the Timoquans, excuse me, beat the English pilgrims' celebration by 56 years. Why we haven't heard of this before? Speculation holds that it's because of the eventual English dominance on this continent and the spread of the English language. The story of the English Pilgrims' Feast at Plymouth took precedence over the founding of St. Augustine by the Spanish explorers. Regardless of the fact that the first Thanksgiving feast in the United States actually took place in Florida decades before the one primarily associated with our national holiday changed my perception of the holiday. Quite something, isn't it? Who knew? Who knew? I, I encourage you, if you have a chance to go to St. Augustine, Florida, and go to the Shrine of Our Lady of La Leche, you will see the very place that that Mass took place. You will see the spot that they had the very first Thanksgiving meal there on U.S. property. Well, there's more to it. So how did this turn out to be the mission in the name of God? How did it turn out to have the Shrine of Our Lady of La Leche? Let's go on. 
when they came, the Spaniards brought with them a special devotion to the Blessed Virgin Mary, inspired by the date of their landing, the Nativity of Mary. Remember, September 8th is the Blessed Mother's birthday. In 1609, they built a chapel and dedicated it to Our Lady of La Leche, or in English, it's Our Lady of the Milk and Happy Delivery, a title that is believed to have been brought to Spain by the Crusaders in the Middle Ages. It dates back to a 4th century grotto in Bethlehem where Mary is said to have nursed her child. When some of Our Lady's milk accidentally spilled, the entire grotto turned white, hence it was named the Milk Grotto. It's believed that is how Mary came to be known as Our Lady of La Leche. During the reign of Philip III of Spain, a miracle was granted through the intercession of Our Lady of La Leche when the lives of a woman and her baby who were expected to die in childbirth were spared. Philip III commissioned a statue to be made of Our Lady of La Leche and it won the hearts of the Spanish people. The statue shows the Blessed Mother sitting with great love and dignity and tenderly nursing the infant Jesus. Soon after Menendez and his men established Mission de Nombre de Dios, Franciscan missionaries from Spain joined them, bringing with them a replica of the statue of Our Lady of La Leche. They built a chapel on the mission grounds and enshrined the statue in it. This became the first Marian shrine in the United States. So I, I just think that is way cool. It, it, it was so meaningful for me to stand on those grounds. And, you know, you have the first, you have the first Catholic mass ever on U.S. soil. You have the first Thanksgiving and the first Marian shrine ever on U.S. soil. Well, well, from there, the devotion to Our Lady of La Leche spread among the Native Americans, and then among the the others who came, the the, the pilgrims and 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 the, the, the founders of all of these beautiful places that we have in the United States, they all came, and and began to fall in love with Our Lady of La Leche as well. Those who were coming to that that area of Florida. Now, now that shrine is is the source of devotion of hundreds, thousands of people who come every single year. One of the things that that shrine, the shrine of Our Lady of La Leche, is most famous for are miracles having to do with childbearing, childbirth, child care, and and. And, and fertility, quite frankly, infertility. Couples go there to pray, to beg for the gift of a child. And there are countless miracles that have happened where a couple has gone there to pray, or perhaps it's just it's just the wife, just the, the woman, and, and prays for a child. And sure enough, it will be not too long before that woman will conceive a child. Now, does it happen every time? I don't know that. And we know that miracles are up to God. He decides, and not every person who asks for a miracle gets one. God in his wisdom knows exactly who needs them and when. But many, 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 many women have gone there and had their infertility 
uh, kind of fade away, I guess, for lack of another, another way to describe it. Also with, with difficult pregnancies, high risk pregnancies or pregnancies in crisis, there will, the prayers will be said there and, and there will be miracles. There are more than you can imagine. And if you go there, you, you will see, you will see people there praying in that shrine and you will be able to read in the, they have displays there. You'll, you'll be able to read about all the different mar, uh, miracles, excuse me. And there will, there's, there's an amazing museum of artifacts from that first landing, Pedro Menendez and, and Father Lopez and, and the, the conquerors and, and explorers. It's fantastic. You could spend, I could have spent hours and hours in that museum going through all of the different pieces. And they, they also have the story written on plaques. So you can follow that whole story and learn all about the first Catholic mass, the first Thanksgiving, the first Marian shrine. It is fantastic. But let me get, let me get to something more spiritual. And, and I want to talk about my experience in that shrine, because I think it's important for you. It will help you to understand what, why, why a Marian pilgrimage and how to, how to proceed and, and frame yourself, your heart for taking in the experience of either a, a virtual or a, a spiritual pilgrimage or an actual pilgrimage. So this is what I wrote when I visited there. The chapel is small and simple, yet it is exquisite. It's simply furnished with a votive candle stand in the back, stations of the cross on the side walls, wooden benches, and a plain wooden altar in the front. Humble stained glass windows let in a splash of sunlight. The, the, simplicity, the simplicity of the chapel adds to its allure while at the same time compelling those who enter to focus on the beautiful statue of Our Lady of La Leche, which rests on a pedestal in an alcove above the altar. Once I'd entered, I couldn't take my eyes off her. I'm almost embarrassed to admit that I initially balked, balked at the thought of a statue of Mary nursing. It seemed so foreign to me. I've seen images and imagined Mary doing many different things as a wife and mother. And I know that she lived an ordinary life, just as we do. It makes perfect sense that she would have nursed our Lord because it's a natural thing for mothers to do for their infants. Still, I never considered something so private and intimate between mother and child. But Our Lady of La Leche is so graceful and modest, so tender and loving, that it seems perfectly natural. I couldn't resist gazing at her peaceful and reassuring face. I sat there in silence for a little more than an hour, and in that time, several young women came in, knelt to pray, and left after a short while. A handful of them were in tears. I had no idea what they'd come to pray for, but I was immediately drawn to pray for whatever it was and to entrust them to Our Lady. Strangely, it felt as though I was supposed to be there right at that time and was expected to pray for them. In this moment, that was my calling. So 
I'd like to leave you with this thought, this idea that 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 last line that I, I just read, strangely it felt as though I was supposed to be there right at that time and was expected to pray for them. In this moment, that was my calling. My friend, you also have moments like that. We all have moments like that where we witness something, we hear something, we see something, we read something, and if we listen to our hearts, if we listen to the voice of the Spirit in our hearts, we will know, we will feel that calling to pray for another person or maybe another group of people. This happens all the time. It happened to me there in the Shrine of Our Lady of La Leche, but it happens to many people in many different circumstances. I, I have no doubt that it has happened to you and that it will continue to happen to you. And all we have to do is pay attention. It's, it's that still small voice in your heart that will prompt you, hey, I think I'm supposed to be praying for that cause, that person, that group, that situation, whatever it is. My friend, don't miss it. Don't ignore that. Don't ignore the promptings of the Holy Spirit. And remember the story of the Shrine of Our Lady of the Leche and think about your Catholic roots here in the United States. Think about the history, the rich, rich history of our beautiful country. Next episode, I will be taking you to da, 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 the National Shrine of Our Lady of Prompt Secor in New Orleans, Louisiana. I can't wait. I can't wait to take you there. I hope you tune in. In the meantime, I encourage you, please, Check out my website, margefenelin.com. Check that out. My books are there. My podcasts are there. My blog posts are there. My information about speaking is there. You can learn there how to book me for your speaking engagement. I can do in person. I can do virtual, whichever you'd like. I would love to be able to serve you. and. Please notice when you go to my website, margefenland.com, in the upper right corner, you can submit a prayer request. Please do that. I absolutely do pray for all of the requests that are entered into my website. I pray for all of the people who come to me asking for prayer every single day. I pray for all of you in my prayer corner. I never miss a day and I want to pray for you and your special intentions. And I ask you, please pray for me in return. Everybody needs prayer. Thank you again, my friend. And I wish you a very spiritual, deep relationship with our Blessed Mother Mary. God bless you, my friend. Until next time.